Hello, boys and girls. This is Wrestling Rock on Tour RJ City, and you are listening to the Kings of the Ring. If you like it, great. And if not, well, I didn't really have that much to do with it. You are listening to the Kings of the Ring Podcast Network. Welcome to the Kings of the Ring, a fictionalized and romanticized retelling of the 1980s pro wrestling days, written and produced like an ensemble cast drama series, which brings us to our newest special guest voice actor, RJ City. If you've lived under a wrestling rock and don't know RJ, he is a multi-talent and someone who's probably the all-around funniest wrestler in the business these days great sense of humor, and someone who keeps the spirit of old-timey Hollywood alive through him, something the wrestling world was severely lacking before him, uh, whether it wants it or not. RJ City will be doing something a little different from our past guest voice actors. He was brought in to play one specific character, Jimmy Buck. Jimmy made a brief appearance in the season one finale as one of Hollywood's top comic movie actors, who's hit a bit of a rough patch. He gets the big idea to become a professional wrestler as a publicity stunt. And, well, we'll let Jimmy explain all that. But no one could play this part like RJ City. And as you'll see over the course of the season, uh, it's not all just giggles, one-liners, and backslaps. There's a lot going on with Jimmy Buck as a character. And RJ City, the actor, takes us there. All the way. You'll see. I want to give a quick shout-out to some of our longtime patrons who joined during Season 1. Burke Fengler, Luke Evans, Jerry Guzman, and Dave the Powerlifter. And some of the new patrons who just joined this month, like Dom Rose, Yosemite Smith, and John S. Uh, this is primarily a listener-supported show, so thanks so much, everybody. Kings of the Ring is intended for mature audiences. Today's episode would be rated M.A. for graphic descriptions and sounds of violence, excessive profanity, drug use, and some mid-80s cigarette smoking. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kings of the Ring. And here are your winners, the Rock and Rollers. Bobby Rivers and David Givens in their pink and blue Tiger Stripe Rockstar tights with their new bandanas tied around their wrists and knees walk back to the locker room high-fiving fans with ear-to-ear smiles. How you liking the new gimmick, David? Oh shit, you know these people? I never got a pop like that in my life. Brother, we are over. Kings of the Ring, Episode 2. Kickstart. As the icy cold winter winds blow across the frozen lake behind Charlie Gotch's massive log cabin home, nestled in the evergreens about 30 miles outside of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the collective power brokers of the World Wrestling Alliance stand in the patio with drinks, looking out at the late afternoon sun reflecting off the ice. Crusher Krawcheck from St. Louis. Bert Ironside from Dallas, Daniel Hawkins and Jesse James from Charlotte, Raylan Crenshaw from Nashville, and their host, Charlie Gotch, along with son Nellie, manning the grill. Raylan Crenshaw looks at Charlie, Bert, Crusher, and Hawkins, shakes his head, and laughs. <laughs> and then they were five. <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't be such a butthead, Crenshaw, Nellie says as he turns the meat over. Something funny to you about the disintegration of the World Wrestling Alliance? <laughs> Don't be so dramatic, boy. Daniel Hawkins speaks. Crenshaw is just saying that because he doesn't have any towns that Julian or anyone else would even want. <laughs> well, looky here. Who finally learned how to talk? Amazing the balls having a big Texas bodyguard can give you. <laughs> Jesse James warns. Easy now, Raylan. Besides, I've been drawing stronger houses than Mr. Angel over here has. <laughs> he gestures at Bert Ironside with his thumb. Now you listen here. All right, all right, enough. Charlie pipes in. The Alliance will weather this like we have in the past. Speaking of weather, I want to know why my scrotum is freezing to the side of my leg. You see, boy, when a man gets old like you, your nut bag is going to drop like a sack of plums rolling down the middle. <laughs> I mean, I'm standing here in the middle of a goddamn blizzard instead of eating a T-bone in the friendly confines of a five-star steakhouse where we usually have our alliance meetings. Oh, come on, Bert. It's not that cold out. Fuck it ain't, Nelly. There's a reason I live in Texas, and it's so I'm not picking icicles off the tip of my weasel. Why are we grilling up burgers in the middle of winter? It's Wisconsin. We barbecue year-round. Do I have to explain this again, Nelly? You are grilling. A barbecue is slow-cooked, and it takes all day. First, you start out laying out the coals. Crusher Krawcheck takes a large sip from a king can of Budweiser. Why are we doing this at your house, Charlie? I thought you guys usually live it up at some fancy restaurant. Now it's hot dogs in the backyard. First of all, Nelly's not cooking burgers and hot dogs. These are the finest steaks in Wisconsin. The meat so fresh it was mooing on Tuesday. Secondly, I thought it might be nice to change up the routine a little. Went all the way down to the supermarket and got all this food and thought it'd be a nice little afternoon. And now you're all taking a big flaming shit all over it. Oh, brother. So it got nothing to do with the Alliance losing money across the board? Charlie gives Crenshaw a dirty look. Why don't we move it inside? Nellie can finish grilling and I'll find Bert a chisel for his frozen nets. The men all sit at the large dining room table while Charlie's maid tends to them. Jesse James continues, I'm officially proposing we put the belt back on Diamond Donnie to rebuild the alliance. Can we trust him? Yeah, he just lost Empire's Intercontinental title to Michael Angel. He can't just waltz on in and be our world champ. Well, she's there. Let's put Donnie back so we all have access again. He's back in Atlanta. Uh, we're based in Atlanta now. I'll take Nigel's spot and handle his bookings. And there it is. You want to have power over the world title. It's not uh, why. It's just logical. That either. Oh, that's not fair. Once again, you've hijacked the world championship and won't give it up. I knew this would be things across. What are we all supposed to do? We've had the world title down in the South forever. Crusher Krawcheck stands up in front of everyone. As you men know, I carry the banner for the World Wrestling Alliance as World Heavyweight Champion for most of the decade. And the number of jobs I did, you can count on one hand. 
the most famous job I did was in Thanksgiving 1982, where I put Diamond Donnie Gold over and passed the torch to him. If Diamond Donnie Gold is back, then he should be the world's heavyweight champion. Fine, but how do we do that? Nelly's right, he just got beat at Empire Mania for their number two belt. I was thinking we do a brass knuckle finish. The same brass knucks Donnie used to beat Tarzan for the Intercontinental belt in the first place. Same finish Empire did, but it won't be our finish. I am going to kick out. Ah, that's smart. Establishes you're doing what that Tarzan kid couldn't do. We'll bump the ref, and Donnie will hit me low with the brass knucks. And that's how he'll win the strap. I actually like that finish, Jesse. That's good. I'm fine with that. Okay, well, let's put it to a vote now. All those in favor of putting the belt back on Donnie Gold? They vote unanimously to make Donnie the champion again of the World Wrestling Alliance. As the men chat separately, Crusher Krawcheck leans in to Bert Ironside. Hey, Bert. I got a call from a kid named Kenny West. He said he was working on top for you last year. Was he the one doing that angel gimmick? If he was a snot-nosed punk, then that's probably him. Raphael, Angel. Is he the shits or what? He's a young, good-looking guy, got, you know, physical ability and charisma, but he's green and stubborn as a mule, and he got a mouth on him, too. Gabriel knocked his ass out cold his last night with All South. <laughs> hey, Crusher, what's with that news reporter calling you a coward on national TV? Yeah, what's going on? He's some punk reporter trying to kill the business. I took care of him. Now I got another bone to pick with you, Jesse and Daniel. I saw your show last week on VBS, and I didn't see no CWA or nothing. Just World Wrestling Alliance. And how the hell is he allowed to own two territories in the first place? But we can't go on TV as the Carolina Wrestling Association when we're on in Georgia and Florida. WWE just made sense. Yeah, but then it makes it seem like you're the whole league. We don't do that, so you shouldn't be doing it either. Now listen, Southeast Championship Wrestling is dead as Dillinger. Consider CWA expanding now from Carolina to Florida. <laughs> That's bullshit. Come on now, Bert. Your territory is still bigger than us. We're just trying to compete to stay alive in the shadow of the Empire. If we call ourselves the WWE, then we can even showcase your guys too. Send some of your boys to Atlanta and we'll put them on. And you have my word, we'll make it known where they came from. Hmm. Fuck that. You can't be calling yourself the WWE. That just makes me even smaller. Is that even possible? You what? Five, six on a box? <laughs> just wait a cotton pick and minute here, boy. All right, all right, enough. Another vote. Nelly. Why don't you and Jesse take a powder? Owners only. Jesse James and Nellie Gotch are back in the patio, smoking cigarettes in the freezing air. Jesse, let me get you another coat. That satin jacket ain't gonna work for our winters. It's okay, Nellie. I got this Marlboro to warm me. <sighs> Suit yourself. Nellie, curious. You, uh, you mean what you said back there? 
about showcasing other Alliance talents on your cable show? Yep, that was a shoot. Because, uh, I gotta tell you, Jesse, I'm not liking the outlook for business at this rate. My dad, Bert, these old men still aren't taking Julian as serious as they should. Jesse turns to Nelly and points at him with a cigarette hand. I agree with you 100%. We should all be working together. <laughs> you mean like literally, don't you? That's what renaming the show WWA was about, wasn't it? Trying to get the ball rolling? You got it, Nelly. Yeah, fat chance these old men can do that, though. You're right, Nelly. We need to get things kick-started. Thank you, Jesse and Nelly. I was just updating everyone on Buddy Melrose's condition. And we've settled your TV show and your merger, too. You can't call yourself the WWA as a company name or the name of your TV shows. You can call yourselves a CWA or SCW. Jesse sees Daniel Hawkins looking down ashamed and shakes his head, not surprised as he snuffs out his cigarette and pops another beer. I believe if someone experiences a windfall, they should share it with a family or loved ones. Now, none of y'all akin to me, and love is the last word that comes to mind when I look at Bert's ugly puss, but I do believe in sharing. Julian Kane's cornering the market on uh, muscle-bound bodies, and after losing Hercules Harris, the alliance across the country is starting to look smaller and older. Now I got tipped off by Prince Abdullah Akbar. <coughs> Charlie almost spits out his chivas regal. And he got a bead on a group of strong young athletes with potential to be wrestlers. Hawkins and I met these boys last night while they are very green, they got as much potential as anybody. The prince is going to train these boys. It is my intention to share these boys with everyone at this table. Most of the men nod in appreciation and picture what they must look like. All except Charlie. Where did you find these boys? At a bar in a town called Oshkosh. <laughs> Those fucking guys? Big mistake. Those meatheads always go to Packer games and our matches, starting fights, getting into trouble. Be my guest, but you're wasting your time. Jesse recalls what the Meat Machine boys said about their experiences with Charlie. Well, it's up to you, Charlie, but you're welcome to take on the new talent or not. Pfft, and what the fuck does Prince Abdullah have to do with any of this? I thought we all agreed to blackball him from the Alliance for life. Why do you hate Abdullah so much? You've been out of the business for a year, which is a long punishment for losing a world title match. No reason he can't work again. Yeah, isn't he your most prized student, Charlie? Yeah, I think it's time we close this meeting. I'll be in the den with the cigars. If anyone feels like not being an asshole, you're welcome to join me. As they all get up, Bert stops Jesse. Jesse, when you start uh, training them, I got someone else I want you to train right along with. Uh, no problem. Who you got for me, old timer? I'll send him over. Jesse James and Daniel Hawkins are making their way down to the Chicago airport. Why don't you just give up our new gold mine of wrestlers? You said they were going to be a disaster. Well, I mean, it didn't mean I wanted to give them all away. Take it easy, Danny boy. I'm just ribbing. These boys are green, so we don't want to flood our show with seven of them. 
Let the others work on them and get them up to speed, smarten them up. They'll come back when they're ready. We need to think long term. Uh, no fret about losing the WWE name. I knew that was the likely outcome, but wanted to see where everyone stood. Southeast Championship Wrestling is the appropriate name for our territory running from up and down the Atlantic coast, from Florida all the way up through Virginia. We're gonna run more shows in Virginia? Yeah. Okay, and I know that people are gonna be torn up about losing the CWA name. Mother put a lot into the legacy of the Carolinas, a rich history. But at least we're not getting heat for owning two territories. Just like you told me beforehand, getting that approved was the real coup. And getting everyone focused on the use of WWA as a name worked like a charm. Like I said, Danny boy, you need to think long term. Now, let's get on back to Chicago and hit the skies for sunny Hollywood. Kings of the Ring will return after these messages. Bye! So, isn't this great? I got my own kitchen, my own bedroom. And your very own ring around the collar. Ring around the collar? For a tough stain like this, you need whisk. Yeah, but Spice I... Spice and powders aren't good enough. Whisk does a better job. And when whisk gets out ring around the collar... Your whole wash is clean. No more surprise visits. And uh, no more ring around the collar. Whisk gets ring around the collar and your whole wash clean. Tang Breakfast Beverage Crystals, now improved with a fresher orange taste, plus a full day's vitamin C. No wonder New Tang was selected for the space shuttle. Wake up today, fresh Improved with fresher orange taste. We now return to the Kings of the Ring. In the Hollywood Hills, Jesse James, Daniel Hawkins, and Willie Williams from the Pro Wrestling Digest approach the giant door of a sprawling mansion. Ah, oh, look at you, the outlaw Jesse James. Great to meet you. Come in, come in, please. Sit down. Comedian and movie star Jimmy Buck stands in the doorway, wearing a blue silken robe with gold chains buried in a sea of dark chest hair, disco music blaring from inside. The three pro wrestling figures enter, their mouths agape at this spectacular classic Hollywood home. Good to meet you too, uh, uh, Mr. Buck. Uh, I'm a big fan of your movies. Please, please, Mr. Buck's not even a real guy. James Bucciano's what my mother calls me, and my accountant, and Jimmy Buck's the name on the marquee. That's Buck for all the millions of bucks that Jimmy makes for everybody. And that includes you now, kind sir, so please, Call me Jimmy. Uh, yes, Jimmy. Uh, um, uh, that is why we're here. Uh, Daniel, a little starstruck being in here, looks up at a gigantic chandelier above. Oh my, that's incredible. Uh, that thing? Yeah, that uh, came with the house. It's a bit over the top, even for me. Did you know that Sylvester Stallone hung a cattle carcass from his chandelier to shoot that scene in Rocky? Really? Jimmy shakes his head. Come on, buddy, don't be such a rube. Now what can I get you rapscallions? I got beer and tab in the fridge, a bar full of liquor over there, and plenty of nose candy too, if you have a sweet nose. What's your poison, gentlemen? Willie Williams starts walking towards the bar. I'll get my tab and Jack. I mix anything for you three? 
Sorry, Willie. You gotta hit the bricks. But I brought Jesse here. You can't kick me out. I can and I will, amigo. This meeting right here ain't for public consumption. Particularly if it leads where I'm hoping and... I don't trust your journalistic instincts to not blab your mouth on everything that goes on. You can trust me, guys. No way, Willie. You did your part. I love you for it. Now beat it. Scram. Willie hangs his head and walks out. I have to say, Jimmy, Bank Robbery Bonanza was the best movie in college. Me and my buddies must have seen it six times. Hey, Jesse, what's wrong with your friend over here? He sounds like someone drilled a hole in his cheek or something. Daniel looks down ashamed. Come on now, Jimmy. This is Daniel Hawkins, the owner of Southeast Championship Wrestling. Oh, the suit who writes the checks, huh? Figured there'd have to be a reason you're here. Yes, young man, bank robbery bonanza was the best. An old-time classic, the movie that put me on the map and the path to Hollywood stardom. Well, not as good, Hockey House made me more money than Bonanza. Then, in 1981, Bank Robbery Bonanza 2 came out and did okay. But the movie was awful. I mean, why would you rob another bank? This didn't make any sense, but who gives a shit, right, boys? Then Hot Rods in Love was a bomb, and Tifa 2 was an even bigger bomb. It's really Tifa no one. According to my manager, Morty, America doesn't like to see me in ooh, romantic situations. The studios say I'm not charming enough. Well, I say that's a crock of shit. I am fucking charming. Daniel seems petrified and doesn't say a thing. Jimmy calms down. So I says, stop pitching me for romantic pictures. Put me back in straight comedy. But then they cast this Eddie Murphy flash in the pan for Beverly Hills Cop. The part that should have been mine. And that's when I realized I need to embrace my natural abilities once again. If people find me obnoxious and overbearing, then I'm gonna be obnoxious and overbearing. If Eddie Murphy can be a smartass, then I can be even smartassier than his smartass. Jimmy walks over to the bar, where there's already a line of cocaine on a mirror. And then, I saw Empire Mania. He leans over and takes a long snort. <sighs> it was glorious. Took me right back to the good old days, taking the Q train to the garden to see Dominic Dante, a true paisan. Now that I was a real man, like you, Jesse. Not like that pumped up prima donna Thor Hansen. But it's the theater of it that I love. Real heroes and villains. That's my ticket to show what I can be to Hollywood. Now what exactly are you proposing? I want to wrestle you, Jesse James. Not right away, we work our way up to it. My manager Morty will keep the papers in the loop the whole time. I can get us publicity. I can even get us on the Eddie Carr Show. Eddie Carr Show? Eddie Carr is a, a late night institution. You got that right, Glenn. It's Daniel. Boy, I don't know, Jimmy. Now, I don't doubt the publicity you can get us, but you're a bit different from Sylvester Stallone. I mean, you're probably 150 pounds soaking wet. No offense, but it'd be a joke. That's the point, Jesse. I once saw you with that one manager. It's the same thing. You want to be a manager? No, but the fans love to see you beating the shit out of a manager because they hated him. It'll be the same thing for me. The fans know I don't stand a chance of beating you, but they want to see me get my ass kicked. I'll make them want to see me get my ass kicked. 
I did stand up for 15 years working clubs before I made my first appearance on the Eddie Carr Show, and that's when everything changed. I can make the people laugh, but I also know what it's like to bomb and to infuriate people too. Let me do that, and we both win. Jimmy licks his lips, hoping for a yes, staring at Jesse. I don't want it to look like Killian Kavanaugh and Sylvester Stallone at Empire Mania. A, a blind man could see that was bullshit. Jimmy pumps his fist, knowing Jesse's in, but just negotiating. I couldn't agree more. I want this to look real. No funny business, other than, you know, my own funny business. But this part of that funny business is no funny business. I want people to look back on this years from now, decades from now, and swear that this was all on the up and up. We do that. This conversation cannot leave this room. I'm going to need to smart you up on a few things about how this business works and what you can say and what you can't. Because if anyone asks me about you and what we arranged or planned, I will deny it to my grave. I'd have it no other way. What do you say, cowboy? Shall we mount up? He looks into Jesse's eyes with his hand extended. Jesse looks to Hawkins who desperately wants this, and shakes Jimmy's hand. I think we should get this all planned out tonight. Yes, a writer's meeting. I love it, babe, I love it. I got two kilos of Columbia's finest to get us through the night. Dip your pens, my friends, dip your pens. Uh, I, I think I'll be okay with Sanka. Well, suit yourself, Sheriff, I'm gonna get started. You, looks at Daniel. Mitzi with the frizzy hair like Bozo the Clown. Get a notebook, I work quick. The magic is gonna ooh, pour out of me. You write it all down, I pass out, and then we got the notes because I'll have absolutely no recollection of what I just said. Okay, let's get started. It's a hot night in Florida as the wrestlers from Southeast Championship Wrestling have taken over the hotel bar at the Sheridan right in the Gulf side beaches of Clearwater to celebrate the second straight sellout and the return of the king. Denny Wayne of the Southern Rebels, with Dickie and Cooter at his side, holds up a shot. Ladies and gentlemen, there are times of chaos in this uncertain world that we live in. And these times test our mettle, test our grit, to reveal our true character. Our resilience is defined. Shut up already, Denny. I'm thirsty. The big Native American Wayland Thorpe shouts out. But oh, those days of uncertainty are over, boys and girls. And the world that we know is right again. Because, my friends, Diamond Donnie Gold, yeah, is back in the South, baby. And he is once again the world heavyweight champion. Every person at the entire bar shoots down their kamikaze shots as Donnie Gold, parked right next to Miss Kitty, takes his. <laughs> oh yeah! I want to thank Jesse for having me back. Jesse raises his glass of whiskey from the other side of the bar and winks. <laughs> and now the Rebels are here? My favorite drinking buddies? <laughs> what are they going to do, Denny, now that we're back? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Lock up your daughters. But I missed you guys. Everyone. Except the executioners. Hey, Zach. Zach. Donnie looks over at executioner number three. Do us a favor and put your mask back on, you ugly son of a bitch. Zach laughs and shakes his head at the champ. But now that I'm back here, I can do what I should have done long ago. 
Donnie turns to Miss Kitty and gets on one knee. Oh, Miss Kitty, Miss Kitty, won't you marry me now? Kitty shakes her head all embarrassed, pulling him up. Get up, Donnie, you damn fool. Donnie laughs as everyone goes back to their drinks. A couple of the boys glance over at Kitty's husband, Barry Lovelace, on the other side of the bar next to Jesse and David Givens, drinking his beer. And if he's bothered by this flirtation, it's not selling it at all. I'm just teasing Kitty. But seriously, we should get married. Donnie, hush. You back for good now? You get all that New York shit out of your system? Scared signer. I'm done with that place. The boys are still the boys, and Hendo and Nigel were there, but Julian Kane? <laughs> this fucking guy. I was hurting, baby. I wish you were there with me. Kitty holds Donnie's hand as he pours his guts out. I know all about that. I was there when he fired the whole locker room at WVBS. <laughs> it is who. Waylon Thorpe is on the other side of Kitty. Chrissy you know he's greener, right, Gould? You said a mouthful, Chief. You said a mouthful. Jesse James picks up another wild turkey on the rocks and teeters a bit while standing. His beautiful Barry Lovelace, David Givens, and Bobby Rivers are sitting there listening. Now listen here, boys. You two did good last night in Tampa and tonight in St. Pete. The shit's getting over. And it's because you two are the ones doing it. So cheers to you. Barry Lovelace adds in. I can testify that, Jesse. I heard that pop. All them blowjobs missing Tommy Aloha. You got some new blood, ain't that right, Jesse? Thank you, Barry. But there's still something missing. Your names. They're too short. Bobby and David look at each other, puzzled. Come on now, boys. We in the South. You need three names if you want to really get over. He looks at Bobby Rivers and points. <laughs> Bobby Lee Rivers. That's you from now on. Bobby Lee Rivers. I like it. Bobby Lee Rivers. Barry chimes in. Then Bobby Rivers responds. That's good, Jesse. Like David Lee Roth. I should have thought of that. Uh, no, like Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> he looks at Lovelace like Bobby's crazy. And you, David boy. He looks at David Givens, calmly holding his beer in his satin CWA jacket. Your name is David Boy, David Boy Givens, Bobby Lee Rivers, and David Boy Givens, the Rock and Rollers. You got that, Jay? He looks over at Jay Delvo, who's passed out in a bowl of peanuts. The SCW owner, Daniel Hawkins, walks in with a woman on his arm, far too attractive and way out of his league. Hey, Daniel's here. Daniel Hawkins, number one wrestling promoter in America. <laughs> oh yeah. Daniel and the girl smile as they move up to the bar next to them. Put your money away, Daniel. It's no good here. Donnie leans in, elbows on the bar top, to the attractive female bartender. Maria, my lovely, I want you to get this man and his date whatever he wants. And later tonight, I will give you Whatever you want. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. She shyly smiles and winks. Oh, Donnie, would you stop? Kitty hits Donnie playfully on the shoulder while Barry watches from across the bar. Thanks, Donnie. <laughs> Hello, Kitty. You look lovely tonight. Kitty, not sure how to act around Daniel. Uh, howdy, boss. At the other end of the bar, the most popular African-American tag team in America, the Jive Town Express, are chatting up a couple of girls and see Daniel Hawkins and the girl he's with. Damn, how'd he get that fine looking piece of pie? 
His partner, Dominic Rose, says, What can I say? Money talks. And after that arena full 8,000 people show up, that boy, he got the money. Clyde Simmons points at the TVs playing on the wall. Hold up, hold up, it's on. Turn it up, bartender. Turn it up. As others start to turn, they see the ABC logo and a wrestling ring. It's on, everybody. Pipe down. As ABC News Exposed starts their report, the room falls silent as every wrestler in the room, along with every other wrestler in America, watches their entire existence be put on trial. Now, I am a warrior for the consumer, protecting you from frauds and liars who scam the public. And the latest fraud is professional wrestling, because they're telling you this is sport when it's not. It's fake. Complete phony baloney frickle-frack. And I'm going to show you how they do it. Julian Kane watches at home, standing in his all-white contemporary Manhattan living room, made over by cutting-edge interior decorator Otho. He stands in his silk robe, drink in one hand, large remote control in the other. 13-year-old Cameron is on the floor, organizing his own little He-Man wrestling federation with his toys, while wife Sarah lays out on the sofa, reading the latest steamy novel from Jackie Collins. K.J. Parker is one pro wrestler brave enough to reveal this scam and how the wrestling promoters from the World Wrestling Alliance and the Empire Wrestling Federation hoodwink their very own customers. And that's how you make a blade. It's how all the boys do it. And then we do this. He takes the small razor and swipes it on his forehead and then punches the inside of his fist on it and puffs out his cheek with his mouth pursed, turning his face red and causing blood to trickle out of the cut he just made on his forehead. See? This barely hurt. It's what Diamond Donnie Gold does. Crusher Crotchek, Jesse James, Thor Hansen, Buddy Melrose, you name it. Michael Sluck smirks at the camera. Really? That's incredible. Charlie Gotch is watching from his bed while Mrs. Gotch is fast asleep. He's on the phone, seething, with Nelly on the other end. Who the fuck is this K.J. Parker? You remember him, Papa? He's just a job guy. You used him once, and that's it. When I confronted Crusher, this happened. It's all one big joke, isn't it? One of the great scams in all of entertainment. And you, sir, are a huckster. Michael Sluck sticks his finger right in Crusher's face. Like P.T. Barnum in the circus. So my question to you is, how does it feel to make fools out of 10,000 people in this arena with this farce? Are you satisfied selling this fake garbage? <laughs> Does that feel fake to you? Yeah, you fuck him up, yeah. butter. Yes, sir, motherfucker. Tommy Aloha, Hercules Harris, Killian Kavanaugh, and Corporal Punishment cheer while watching from a hotel bar in Oakland, California. This fucking guy. God bless you, Crusher. We all owe you, mate. We have friends in Washington, and I'm calling for Congress to take action with a full government investigation to force them to place a disclaimer, like a warning label on a pack of cigarettes, at the start of every TV show, on every ticket, every marquee that warns fans this is fake. And if they won't comply, then they have to be shut down.
Pretty Boy Willie Dean, Gabriel Angel, and Peyton Thomas sitting on beds in a motel room in Dothan, Alabama, with beers in their laps, watching the TV set. What the fuck? Can they even do that? Willie Dean asks. Gabriel stares at the screen and says, I don't know, Willie. I don't know. This week's deleted scene was young Chris Stanley meeting Brick Sawyer and Tiger Warren at an LSU college bar and the dark and violent turn that quickly took. If you're listening through Patreon, then I hope you enjoyed that scene. If you did not hear that scene, that means you're listening to the worldwide release of King to the Ring, and I invite you to become a patron, because every episode of Season 2 will have at least one deleted scene. Uh, you can still follow Kings of the Ring if you don't, but the deleted scenes will definitely enhance uh, and expand on the story, and will feature some pretty cool stuff. Speaking of which, I want to shout out to our top guys of Patreon. Jeremiah DeBolt, Russell Enderman, Zach Like, Dom Rose, Yosemite Smith, Randy Lanzalore, John S., Justin Taylor, Nathan Wilkinson, Matthew Rogers, and Michael Sluck. That's right, the same Michael Sluck scumbag who's the ABC News reporter trying to destroy the wrestling business. Uh, that's how this works. If you are a Patreon top guy or top girl, you get to be a genuine Kings of the Ring character. In real life, Michael Sluck is a lovely fellow, but in the Kingsverse, he's a piece of shit. And I want to once again thank RJ City for joining the Kings of the Ring. Uh, if you haven't experienced the gems this man puts out, uh, check out the cavalcade of comedy that is RJ City on YouTube. That's youtube.com slash rjcityloveyou. And buy his hilarious and unique t-shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees. And of course, see him at wrestling shows throughout the U.S., Canada, and uh, everywhere in between. And thank you as always for listening to the Kings of the Ring.